Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, I'm Ishan Akbar, welcoming you to 929, the award winning podcast from Fiverr.com. In today's episode, a laugh and a lesson in a fraction less than nine and a half minutes. Who could ask for more? Our guest this week is someone whose job involves making people laugh. She's a comedian, writer and actress and also fellow podcast host. It's Joe Firestone. Joe has worked across TV shows such as The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, Joe Perra Talks With You and is often seen performing stand-up in New York. Along the way, she's learned plenty about what works and plenty about what doesn't, making her an expert in the benefits of failure. Yeah, you just have to learn a way to bounce back. You have to. If you want to, you can quit. That's another option. But if you want to stay in it, you have to learn a way to bounce back. In this episode, Joe is telling us how comedy taught me to fail better. So, Joe, tell us, what is the lesson you want to share with us today? Uh, How comedy taught me to fail better. Right. Now, uh, from one comedian to another, this is something we're both quite au fait with. Failing, or as we like to call it in the industry, bombing in front of an audience. Um, what does it mean? How can someone fail better? Do you just fail worse, i.e. the deaths get worse, the audience get more silent, or do you just become better as a result of the failure? I think that you just become, um, not, uh, you know, I don't want to recommend being numb, but I just think that it, it becomes easier to accept. The more that it happens, it becomes less personal and more part of the process. Right. Okay. Now, for people listening to the podcast who might not be familiar with the process of comedy, what does that mean? So it becomes less personal and more a part of the process. Why is failure a part of the process of becoming a comedian? Well, I think that you have to be a little bit mentally disturbed to become a comedian. Is yeah. Sometimes your ideas about what is funny is actually not funny at all. And so <laughs> I think that that is part of the process of learning like where you meet any given audience and maybe some audiences are more sick and more audiences are more, you know, uh, well-balanced and it's kind (laughs) of just figuring out where you meet with them. And it's kind of like a conversation. Not every conversation is going to go well. Sometimes you talk to someone at a party and you think, what am I, should I jump out a window? I don't know what, you know, so you have to kind of, uh, every time kind of, it's not like I'm a bad person or I'm a complete failure. It's like, I'm, this is a, this audience didn't like me. Let's, let's keep going. Let's figure out if I can fix it or if it's the audience or if, you know, that's kind of comforting. When did you first, well, not when you first failed, but when did you first realize that a failure, quote unquote, in in comedy could be turned into something positive? Well, you fail enough and then you think I can't keep beating myself up this much. It's, it's bad for me. Like, you go home from a show like in and you're like, I'm just so bad at this. I'm so terrible. And all of your friends are like, please stop talking about this. And at a certain point you have to be like, well, if I'm going to keep going with this, if I want to keep doing this, I have to find a way of coping 
that's not beating myself up after every failure to like a pulp. Do you feel like you learn more from the deaths, i.e. when you fail at quote unquote, when you fail at comedy, or when it's going really well and you're just throwing new ideas into the show? No, you never learn from that. That's that's a dream. You can't. <laughs> I, I think you definitely. I think in general, I'd say I hate to say this, but I do think in general life is pretty disappointing. And I think there's a lot of hardships. And I think it's like <laughs> the best thing you could possibly do is like be able to go through those hardships with like a sense of humor and a sense of um, buoyancy and your perseverance. And I think that that does ultimately make the wins feel more often you know if you can like see the failure not as like this this total devastating thing but more as like this is part of it and this is like if i can get past this that's a win in itself as a comedian myself one thing that i do align with business which is this sense of continuous improvement because as a comic whatever joke or whatever set you've got it's always you're always trying to be trying to make it better because there's no such thing as perfect in comedy it can always be improved do you think that that's something you've experienced? And also, for those who are listening, that commitment to continuous improvement, is that something that you have embraced with your own comedy? Oh, for sure. I mean, if you look at sets, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked at sets from like five years ago, but it is it's horrifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you think, why were they laughing at this? This is terrible. And yeah. so I think it is, kind of, yeah, it's a constant like, can I be better? And I think that's why they say it takes such a long time. I don't know if it takes a long time in business, but I know it takes a long time in comedy to get good and just to get comfortable with yourself and on stage. And it's not as much of an overnight hit as, you know, there, as you want to believe. It's definitely more of like a... A, a, a marathon. Do, do you think that sometimes failing at something can be better than getting instant success? I mean, that if you gave me the option, I yeah. would say... It's the success that's pretty awesome, but yeah. I don't think that happens. I don't think that that's like a, that's not a, that's a rare thing. So I think given the, the, uh, the givens that you are going to fail a lot, it's like, you might as well get good at it. Cause yeah, that, yeah. that is the, probably the constant is failure. What would you say to someone who might've experienced, you know, their first big fail, you know, they might've lost a client or, you know, a loss in profits what would you say to them in terms of aligning your experience as a comic to what they might be going through in, in business? I guess I would tell them that this is, I mean, this is not the most comforting thing, but just that this is one failure in many failures that you will have. And that that this one <laughs> is just a practice one. So it's like, get just figure out a way to get past this and k- keep your fuel going. And I think that that is your ultimate it's not the goal is not to succeed. The goal is to figure out ways to get past the failure in ways that don't ruin you and your personal relationships and your you know your your life. You have to yeah, I think that's it's not a very optimistic view, but I do think that that is um strategic. Have you uh found ways in which to practically deal with failure? So a show goes badly beyond talking to your friends what do you do now what's different do you sit down in the drawing board immediately when you get home do you just have a couple of glasses of wine wait till the next day and what's your what's your process for dealing with failure as it were 
I think if I'm really upset, I'll probably like journal about it and then try to burn the journal. But right. I think that, yeah, I think that in general, if you fail as a comedian, right, the, you fail, you do a really bad show. You really, really stink up the joint. Okay. The next day you probably have another show, hmm. right? So are you going to carry that into the next show and ruin the next show? No, it's like if you have a relationship that fails, you have a breakup. Are you going to go into the next relationship and be like, the last one broke up just so you know the last one. But that's the only reason you're in the new relationship mm-hmm. is because the old one broke up. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just kind of figuring out a way to distance yourself emotionally from that failure as as just as that that's something I did. But that is not me. It's not saying that that is a part of who I am now. Tell me tell me more about a bit about your podcasts. Because you've got a few, haven't you? You've got a couple. Well, actually, I just have one now. The other one was cancelled. Yeah, okay. that, you I, know, that's well, embracing okay. it. Yes. Embracing it. Let's talk about okay. that. Then. So, yeah. that was, <laughs> so would, you, would you deem that as a failure? As it yeah, was? I would say so, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still out there. People can listen to it. Um, yeah, I do a podcast called Dr. Game Show with my friend Manolo Moreno. And uh, basically, it's people submit game shows to us. Like anybody can submit a game show and then we play it with callers. Oh, how fun. It's very goofy, but it's fun. Well, look, Joe, thank you so much for joining us on 929. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Yes, me too. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed chatting to a fellow comedian about something we discuss in green rooms all the time. Failure. She highlighted how important it is to detach yourself from a failure and see it as a learning opportunity. After all, failing is a part of the process of continuous improvement, whether it's about making a joke funnier or finding ways to help your business grow. A really good lesson. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again soon. Goodbye. 